0: Hello, welcome to The Crap and the Crazy. I am Tash Critter. I have two kids with additional needs, so we have a very neurodiverse household. Between us, we cover autism, ADHD, and PDA. Who knows what else, but they're the diagnosed ones i have a background in teaching so i've got a bachelor of education kindy tier 7 while i was studying at uni i worked with over 20 families with kids with additional needs uh, most of them on the spectrum but then we had other diagnoses as well so i was actually going into the homes and seeing what this looked like behind the scenes sure enough then i had my own kids with additional needs i own and manage little wooden toy box so i design all of the resources i've been doing that for almost 10 years now so we use these at home and they have been tried and tested by hundreds of other families as well i also work as a volunteer on the heroes program so this is a one-to-one care um, so a fun event day for kids in the community with additional needs with my own kids i've spent over 10 years, almost 700 hours um, in early intervention with speeches, OTs, psychs, videos, the works. Um, and this has given me a unique insight into understanding behaviours of concern, why they occur, what we can do to manage that, tools and strategies that we can use at home, in the classroom, in the therapy room, to help work with these kids and understand these kids. My goal is to design and implement resources and coping strategies to make home life calmer and more organized, while also helping to educate and encourage parents that are on the same journey as I am. You know, that may be starting this journey as well, whereas I'm 10 years along. Join me as I talk through day-to-day life with autism, the sucky bits and the wins, and tips for enjoying life despite the challenges hello welcome to episode 18. this one i have called looking after your mental health or we could call it sorry i'm not taking advice today i wish i had have had that line back when i was going through the diagnostic process um this one i was just chatting with one of the mums that listens to the podcast and it just really hit home when she commented i thought i was doing it wrong she's like thank you for what you've said i i thought i was parenting wrong And it just got me thinking how many other mums out there and remembering, and you know, in the last podcast I said as well, you often try and not focus on the mess, yeah, and how hard it was um, back during that diagnostic process. But I really do remember, especially when getting my second one diagnosed, when everyone's putting their two cents worth in, just saying they're copying, and we were actually talking about this at Playgroup the other day as well, um, where the siblings are just copying their older siblings there's nothing actually wrong um you did that you turned out fine and then you know the whole no one in the history of and they turned out fine was actually fine yeah and I guess in those early years when your kids are being feral and screaming and carrying on and you know you don't know how to fix it or how to change it or no matter what you do you still get the same result or you know the screaming episodes just run back to back so you don't actually know what set off the last one or what's going to set off the next one and it just kind of nice big snowball mess and how do you actually look after you while you're going through this and how I look after me and my mental health and physical health and psychological health and spiritual health now is very different from how you look after yourself when you're in the middle of all this you can't tell a mum with a kid with low melatonin in their system and just doesn't sleep to get more sleep at night time yeah it, it you just can't you're running on fumes and often for years especially when you have more than one kid diagnosed as well Um, i'm talking typically with autism because it does come with that low melatonin and typically not a lot of sleep, yeah. Which again, our not a lot of sleep looks very different from those early days of not a lot of sleep. So I used to, uh, when my youngest was born in that first year, I just gave up. I just went to bed at three. Um, she would go to bed at eleven at night, um, and that was a good night. And I needed for my mental health to be able to achieve something other than poop and spew and. Screaming, yeah? So I would I actually ran a market back then and I would sew stuff between eleven and four at eleven at night and three AM, which is ridiculous. And then you would manage to drag yourself to playgroup the next day. And then they're telling you that you've got to sort out your sleep routine and whatever else for your kids because they're going to kindy in three years' time and not useful information, which is where I wish I had that line. Sorry, I'm not taking advice today, but you kind of, it goes with the territory at Mother's Group. Um, and that's another point I wanted to make. Try and find your tribe. Yeah, because that makes a massive difference when you can walk into playgroup and your kid's got their shirt on backwards. And so this happened yesterday. And I asked the mom, I'm like, is that shirt on backwards? It was a cool shirt, had dinosaurs on the back. And I'm like, was the design on the back? And she's like, his shirt's on today yay winning as opposed to the judgment for your kid not being dressed the right way people used to pick on my kid's socks because they didn't match and then i would deliberately put non-matching ones on just to get a reaction anyway um but you know the things you hear as a mum, particularly when you've got kids with additional needs and then they hit that age with independence as well and I remember my boy in the middle of summer, 45 degree day with gumboots, tracky dacks. And it was a little, it was really, really cute. A little monkey um, beanie and a t-shirt. And that's how we went to the shops and us getting out of the house and to the shops with real life people was huge. That was a huge achievement for us. And I don't need people commenting on the gumboots. Yeah. Um. So yeah, don't mind my prattling and my stories. I just I don't know if any of this is useful other than being there, done that, I feel your pain. And you know, there isn't a set you should do this, this and this and life will be all rosy and fun. It, it just doesn't work that way. But I guess if this helps at all, seeing what you're doing now day in day out as an investment, it is worth it all the therapy sessions and the paid and the the meds and everything else that goes with the territory when you've got a kid with a diagnosis. I've never had to deal with medical. And that's probably just a whole nother level that I I can't really speak into because I haven't experienced that. But I can't imagine how much more that would be on top of a diagnosis as well, having to deal with that um, even on an emotional level. Anyway, knowing that what you're sewing into your kid in hours with therapists in tears in just everything that that is worth it and you will like i swear i didn't see much change or results in those first five years especially but heading on to 10 years when your kids are growing up and growing more independent you start to see what you've put into them come back Does that make sense? And just knowing that although you can't see that for all of those years, that it is an investment and your job as a parent, I suppose, is to, you know, invest in your kids and to bring out the best in them. And look, all good and well to say now, because I've got hindsight and look, it's still hard now and I hope that I will see the result of what I'm putting now in there adult years, my kids are teenagers now. But, you know, those days, and this is, I presume, the PDA diagnosis. So one of my kids has autism as well as the ADHD and the PDA, which is excessive demand avoidance. And that basically looks like parenting without asking questions, um, without any direct conversation so not looking in the eyes we face the same way um and it's really hard to parent without asking questions because questions then result in a shutdown so that selective mutism not talking um and to parent a kid that gives very little back that is really hard and when you're doing the therapies and you're doing the tools and the strategies and the emotional regulation and the sensory stuff and whatever else and you don't get anything back It's often like parenting a piece of cardboard, yeah? And still knowing that it's worth it and it's worth the investment, that you will see the results eventually, yeah? So I think that helps as far as mental health goes when you're asking yourself why. I think another big one as far as mental health goes is being okay to say no, um, to focus on your priorities, which they may just be, kids i really struggled with this one in the early years in that wanting to keep other people happy and then you know just that sudden change of being at uni studying having two jobs being around people and then having a baby that you just can't put down so i didn't put my boy down my first until he was three months old and i put him down for an hour um this didn't include a little bit of nighttime sleep. And that level of sleep deprivation, and you know, that's not brilliant for your mental health, but there's kind of not a lot you can do about that. If you've got help and support around you, that's great use them I didn't necessarily have that yeah on that point of being confident saying no I think that's really a life skill that you have to learn and I wasn't brilliant at it and I'm probably only getting better at that now where I'm very clear on my priorities what I want to achieve in a day um, my life goals kind of thing which when you're in that sleep deprivation stage you're not really you're not in that space to even kind of go there but Um, if you are, or maybe just even in hearing this, having a think about what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? And what are you not? Like, are you, or do you need to go out and see someone? um, So hang out with a friend for an hour, knowing that the sacrifice for that is your kid's not getting asleep. Therefore, you're going to have a horrid, Six hours at nighttime, but sometimes that one hour just to top you up is worth it. And looking at it that way, um, where am I willing to, you know, pick my battles, compromise, or where do I know I really need to spend this time on me? Um, I will have to deal with the consequences of that. Does that make sense? Um, another one close to those lines is setting up your. Boundaries. Um, And this can come in the form of relationships. It can come in a form of a ton of different areas. I'm not going to go into all of that now. But, um, you know, I remember those big relational boundaries that I ended up putting in place because I just couldn't keep everyone happy that needed bits and pieces from me. And bring up my kids well and look after my mental health because it really got to the point and that still is my my biggest thing now I need to look after me and my sensory emotional physical whatever all the different areas of my life so that I can be the best person to raise these kids because you take me out who's going to do the job not the people that want little bits and pieces of you, yeah? Um, And I don't mean friends that are genuinely wanting to hang out with you. I mean those relationships where people tend to drain you or take from you rather than, you know, input into your life, yeah? So being okay to say no, to prioritize relationships and um those things, like with the very little spaces of time that you have to spend on you make sure you're doing it or make sure you're doing something that fills you up rather than takes more from you does that make sense whether that looks like hanging out with friends or going for a coffee although i couldn't think of anything worse than being in a public place with my kids where they're expected to be seated um so going to a park with fences so they can't run away um I had on my notes too, you see on social media, everyone bagging out and hating the person that has their kid on a little, you know, the backpack, not a dog lead, but a backpack with the little lead on. Be okay with that. If for you and your family, that looks like you being a good, responsible parent and stopping your kid from running on the road, by all means use the dog leash not the dog leash yet yeah. the little backpack um we also used to add into the backpack the weighted bean bags for that extra uh, proprioception for that that calming yeah that calming response um sorry off on a little tangent there but you know being okay with your choices and saying no to people or I'm not taking advice on that today yeah Another big one for me back in the day was having my business. And as much as a lot of well-meaning people did not understand why I was doing that, um, that has been a lifesaver for me. It's been, a, uh, I guess, a space where I can grow and learn and do something and get results while my kids are there with me and yes it's not where I want it to be it looks different and I've had to pivot and change so many different times especially with COVID and the economy and blah 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 but it means for me that I can work and have the kids with me so if I went and worked full-time somewhere else my kids wouldn't have any parents because I'm already a single parent. And then they would be at Osh or somewhere else after school. So that, again, was another decision that I made um, that, you know, works for me and my family. And you don't have to keep explaining yourself to everyone. Being okay with that too. um, And that's something that I tend to do and am... Eventually, I suppose, or working towards um, not doing so much that people pleasing. One of my last points on mental health and looking after yourself, I know I've gone off on tangents this whole episode, but anyway, don't mind me, um, is just, and I did cover this in the last episode, just praying and asking for God's strength and help and joy in the situations where it just looks like screaming, which is really difficult to do. Um, But knowing that he's bigger than whatever situation you're going through and that you can lean on him to get you through. I guess where you can, wherever you are, look at those different areas. So we've got mental health, but I think that's an overarching for our physical health, our sleep, our psychological health. Go to a psych. I am... Um, I... It would have been from when I had my kids that I started that whole journey. Cause having a kid brings up a huge amount of issues from your childhood and how you want to parent moving forwards versus how your parents parented, and you know that stigma around you must be broken if you're seeing a psych. We're all broken. We're all messed up. Go see a psych and start, um, you know, with all your spare money and time, start to, not even so much dealing with your issues, but have someone that you can a safe person that you can talk through things with um i found that hugely valuable as well and your spiritual side so again however that looks for you in everything you've got going on now so what that looks for me now is very different from how that looked 10 years ago Um, now i i'm getting older too i need my eight hour sleep for me to be a good human that you want to know tomorrow You want me to have my eight hour sleep. I do spend a lot of time at the gym, probably six or seven hours a week. But for me, I'm covering that emotional and sensory regulation as well. So again, for me to work well, to use my time well, um, that looks like going to gym for me. Going for walks. So being out with trees and the ocean. I don't make it to the ocean. I'm too far away. But trees, there's a um, nice bushland with snakes and kangaroos and i don't know little creatures um just behind our house here so going for a walk that's not for exercise that's for i don't know whatever trees and nature gives you yeah endorphins or something i don't know some hormone i do have that written down somewhere but never mind that for now um reading before bed to turn my brain off and i'll often This is a very ASD thing to do, autism thing to do.
1: Um, I'll read
0: the same book and we'll also watch the same movies so we don't have something new. And if I read a new book, I will stay up for three hours reading the new book. So I just reread the same stuff. My books are so beaten up and loved, Um, but that helps me to turn my brain off and sleep. And if I do happen to have something going on where my brain just won't switch off, so my body's tired but my brain's just having a little party um pen and paper next to my bed so i can write it down yeah so just having those tools and strategies um to use to get you through different situations and yeah i still pray for strength every day um or minute to get me through all right i am going to leave it there i hope some of that bits of that all of that was useful and be okay not being okay. If you fall down, not physically, but if you, if you just not coping well, do your tears, have your messy, I don't know, session. That's what the shower's for, but get back up again. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to stop talking. I will talk to you soon. Bye.